Hey, thanks for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to make you aware of three music marketing resources with an emphasis on one in particular. There's a good chance you're already familiar with my flagship title called the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook and perhaps even the 5-Minute Music Marketer. Both of those titles are well worth your time, but I want to make you aware of another title that doesn't quite get the attention as those two do. And that one is called The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. I'm really proud of this book, and I think you would get a lot out of it. And basically what it covers is what I consider to be nine timeless principles of music marketing. So regardless of the new website, app, or tool, because they're always changing, as you know, these are principles you can apply no matter what. They're timeless. They tap into that eternal connection that people have with music and with music makers. So I think you would get a lot out of this book. It's available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook formats. So go check it out. The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And now, enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Bob here. Just wanted to let you know that I am working on some brand new episodes of the Music Marketing Podcast. In the meantime, I wanted to share this episode from my archives on being self-employed in the music business and overcoming a common problem that I have seen many times over the years. And in this recording from a couple of years ago, which, by the way, I just pulled the audio from a YouTube video that I did on this topic... But in it, I share my own streams of income and how I'm able to support myself full time. And in it, I didn't even mention YouTube, which is one of the primary ways that I generate revenue these days. So it just goes to show you how much things can shift over time. But everything else I talked about is super relevant to you right now, today. And I got to warn you, I must have had a few cups of coffee that morning because I'm talking pretty darn fast in this recording. So buckle up. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you soon. So, you want to be your own boss? You want to work for yourself? You want to be self-employed? Well, this is something I know a thing or two about because much of my adult life, I have been self-employed. The last time I had a day job was 14 years ago, and I make a living in the arts, no less. Not an easy task to accomplish. There's a mistake that I see a lot of people make when they aspire to work for themselves. And in this video, I'm going to clarify what that is and give you my best advice on how to overcome it so you can improve your odds. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Music Marketing Podcast, where I share marketing and career advice for musicians, singers, songwriters, and music business pros just like you. If you don't already, please subscribe to the audio podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you consume such products. Okay, so let's talk about what it takes to be your own boss. As I mentioned before, I've been self-employed in the arts for the past 14 years, and even prior to that at various stages of my life. And I make a living as an author. I write and publish books for musicians and authors and creative people. I've also been a musician, singer, songwriter for decades. I do some visual art, some acrylic painting, and I also teach and perform improv comedy. 
So there are basically four areas of creativity that I focus on and monetize that allow me to make a living. So here's what I've noticed about a lot of people who pursue this self-employment path over the years. They get it in their head that they don't want to work for someone else, which I totally get. I mean, I knew years ago when I was very young that I would never be satisfied working for someone else. I mean, we wouldn't even talk about working for jerks or having coworkers you don't get along with. But even when I worked with nice people and my managers or supervisors were decent people, the work just wasn't fulfilling. I had this longing to make a living and to create a life that was a full expression of who I was authentically. And I was just stubbornly determined to make that happen. So I get that you don't want to work for someone else. So the thing that happens, though, is you make a decision on how you want to make a living. And usually it's at some sort of craft. I want to be a musician. I want to be an artist or consultant or whatever it is. Usually it's some passion of yours, something you have a genuine interest in. And you want to build that thing up and make money from it and be able to pay your bills and support your life with it. That's awesome. But what trips people up, the problem that I see time and time again is basically a case of tunnel vision where you have this narrow scope or a way of looking at what it takes to be self-employed. So one guy might say, I want to be self-employed as a musician, as a guitar player. So I'm going to play in a band and we're going to record CDs and we're going to tour. And that's how he's going to make his money. Sometimes when you pursue a path or any path, it doesn't just have to be in music. Same thing with authors who want to make a living from their book sales and speaking engagements. Sometimes when you pursue that path, the money isn't quite there in the amounts that's sufficient to support your needs. So people say, oh, I'm not cut out for it. You can't make any money as a musician. You can't make any money as a writer or an artist or whatever the case is. So what's wrong with that? It's because of a tunnel vision, having a narrow view of what it takes to be your own boss. So here's the solution. And it's a simple shift that can make all the difference in the world. Instead of telling yourself that you want to be a full-time X, Y, or Z, a full-time musician and have this tunnel vision uh, approach that you're going to make a living from this narrow list of things, instead, make your goal to be self-employed. It may just sound like we're using different words for the same thing, but it's not. Let's use our musician friend as an example. Uh, even though he may want to make a living as a guitar player in a band that tours and records and you know, sells albums, if that doesn't quite bring in enough money, what he may need to do is do other things to supplement his income. He might have to teach guitar lessons. He might have to run sound for other bands. Maybe he's created a home studio in his basement and he can offer his services to have bands or artists come in and record demos or albums. He may prefer to play in the full band with the full-blown rock show, but maybe he can make extra money by playing acoustic gigs or filling in with other bands when their members are sick or whatever. So it makes a big difference when you make your goal to be self-employed as opposed to a full-time X, Y, or Z. It opens up a whole list of other options for you. In fact, I've made this own shift in my life. I used to refer to myself as a full-time author. And some years ago, I predominantly supported myself with my books, and I have a whole array of information products, you know, online courses and ebooks and audiobooks. I recently published my 15th paperback book over the course of 24 years. But things shift, and in more recent years, while the bulk of my income still comes from all of those information products, I brought some other things into the fold. 
I perform music and I record and sell music, which is actually something I've been doing all these years all along, but I put a little more effort into it. I also do visual art. For the past five years, I've been pretty active at acrylic painting and I sell an original painting or a print every month or so. That helps out. Also in recent years, I've really got involved in improv comedy. I teach it every week. I do monthly shows and that brings in some revenue as well. So I've had to expand my own definition of what it means to be my own boss and to work for myself. So instead of thinking of myself as a full-time author, I now think of myself as someone who is self-employed in the arts. I have those four buckets that I focus on and combine. They allow me to continue to make a living and work for myself. So that should be your goal too. Don't get tunnel vision What do you have to do to be self-employed so that it frees up your time, that instead of going into a cubicle or a factory or wherever, where you're not fully expressing yourself, how can you be self-employed so you can pour more energy and activity into that art or whatever that thing is that you feel compelled to do? That is my wish for you to live an authentic life, to be able to support yourself if you choose to. And I think this little shift in mindset about being self-employed, making that your goal, can make all the difference. So I'd love to hear what you think about these topics. So leave a comment if there's a way to do that wherever you are consuming this. And in addition to that, I want to encourage you to get on the music marketing VIP list. I'll even give you a collection of music promotion ebooks and tip sheets when you do. Just go to thebuzzfactor.com, click the music marketing secrets image on the right, then enter your name and email, and boom, you're on the list. Again, that's at thebuzzfactor.com. All these links and the stuff I talked about will be in the show notes of the podcast or in the video description on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Please share this podcast or this video with your friends who could really use a boost of inspiration. Thanks for all you do to create great music and share it with the world. I'm Bob Baker saying so long for now. Crazy.